Hello and welcome to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jill Pelkey, and if you haven't heard any of the Activate Podcast episodes before, you can check them out on iTunes or SoundCloud.com by searching Jillian Pelkey Activate. We're going to be talking about the gospel today. The gospel means the good news. The good news is about Jesus Christ and his coming to earth. So we're going to pray and then we're going to talk about what this gospel is and how it affects our lives. So if you would bow uh, with me in prayer. God, I pray that you would use my lips. God, that you would use my words, that you would use me, God, in these next few moments to talk about who you are, to reflect your love to other people. God, I pray that you would open up every heart that's listening. God, I pray that you would just uh, come into every mind and help people to see and to hear about your love. God, everything that we have in this Christian life is through you. It's not through our own striving. It's not through our own gathering of knowledge, but it's through your spirit. So God, I ask that your spirit would, would move mightily. Change lives, God, I ask. Move in me. In Jesus' name, amen. When we think about God and we think about the gospel, we think about Jesus, we start to try to understand what the, or explain what the gospel is. And many people would say that the gospel is this, that there's a bunch of rules that we have to follow and there's no way that we could follow them. And so God sent a part of himself, he sent Jesus, his son, to be a payment for all the sin that we would do, that we have done, that we always will do. And that's all very true. But today I want to look in Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7 rocked me a little bit today. Mark chapter 7, the title for this chapter is that which defiles. It's very easy for us to point to a list of rules and say lying is wrong, adultery is wrong, using the Lord's name in vain is wrong, not honoring our parents, that's wrong, Uh, coveting or wanting what someone else has, that's wrong, giving a false testimony or a false witness, lying is wrong. And anyone that stands against any of these rules They owe a penalty for their sin. It's very easy to look at that black and white list of things that the should and should not. And it's very easy in our lives to uh, start walking a path where we're obeying most of the rules. And then we start to think that, uh, what is there really that I am doing wrong? What is there really that I'm lacking in? Because pretty much I've got all the big sins marked off that I, I don't do those. The gospel reveals something in us besides just a list of rules. The gospel reveals something in us so deep that it's supernatural. I want to take a look at Mark chapter 7. That which defiles. Take a look at this. It says, The Pharisees and some of the teachers of the law who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus. And they saw some of his disciples eating food with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. The Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they, have, they give their hands a ceremonial washing, holding to the tradition of their elders. When they 
came from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And they observe many other traditions, such as washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. So the Pharisees and the teachers of the law asked Jesus, Why don't your followers live according to the tradition of the elders, instead of eating their food with defiled hands? So you can see where these people are coming from. This group of people, this religious group of people had followed all the laws. They had all the check boxes checked. They did all the things right. And, and they followed the traditions. And they come to Jesus and they say, how could you let your followers walk in quote unquote sin or what they believed was wrong? Jesus replies, listen carefully. Jesus replies, we're in Mark 7 verse 6. He says, Isaiah was right. When he prophesied about you, hypocrites. Isaiah was right. He prophesied about you, and he's right. You're a hypocrite. Verse 9 says, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. You have let go of the commands of God, and you are holding to your own traditions. Begin to think right now of your moral compass. Begin to think right now of the traditions you hold on to, the things that you have decided are sin and are not sin. Are you holding on to traditions? And Jesus continues, you have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to obey your own traditions. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you say, if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is Corban, that is, devoted to God, then you no longer let them do anything for their father or mother. Thus you nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and you do many things like that. So basically, if you were supposed to help your mom by buying her something or she needed something or you're supposed to help your dad, instead you could say, you know what, I'm not helping them because instead I'm doing the work of God. Instead, I'm devoting that money to something for God. So they would find little loopholes or ways around doing the things that they were supposed to do. I wish it was just that time period. I wish we could just point our fingers at the Pharisees and say it's just them. I wish we could point our fingers at people and just say, you're the hypocrites and we're the ones with pure hearts. We're the ones doing well. Verse 14, again, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, it's what comes out of a person that defiles him. So he speaks to the whole crowd, and then he draws his just his disciples. He says, after this, the crowd, after he left the crowd and entered his house, his disciples asked him about the parable. Are you so dull, he said? Don't you see that nothing that enters a person from the outside can defile them? For it doesn't go into their heart, but into their stomach and out of their body. In saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. He went on, what comes out of a person is what defiles them, for it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. It comes from within a person's own heart. Their own evil thoughts 
turn into actions. Their own evil thoughts. The gospel doesn't come to help you follow a list of outside rules. The gospel comes to set you free from the inside out. The gospel comes to transform your heart, to transform your thought life, to transform who you are at the core of your being into no longer being someone who is ruled and reigned by their fleshly thoughts, but now is ruled and reigned by the spirit of the living God. It transforms us in a way that nothing, 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 nothing else can. The gospel is a transformation. Before the gospel, our hearts want evil. After the gospel, our hearts want God. And a hypocrite says with their mouth that they want God, but in their heart, they still want the flesh. In their heart, they still want to advance themselves. In their heart, they still want pride. In their heart, they still want the things of this world. How do we know that we've been transformed? Because every single thing is different. There are people that I know who have served God for years and years and years with their lips. Church attendance, missions trips, Bible studies, but their hearts never changed. The deep inner man never changed. And to see some of those people now, to see the transformation take place in their life when the Holy Spirit comes on you, When you fall in love with God, everything is different. Everything is different. I'm afraid that our gospel is lip service in a lot of cases, in a lot of lives. I'm afraid that the hypocrisy that we see is because people are saying it with their lips. They're just repeating a prayer after the pastor on a Sunday morning, but their hearts haven't been transformed yet. The gospel is one that transforms our lives forever. The gospel is something that takes us from one place and brings us to a completely different place, one that we could not get to on our own strength or merit. Jesus transformed my heart. Without Jesus, I would still be angry. Without Jesus, I would still be depressed. Without Jesus, I would still be left prideful. Without Jesus, I would still be open to so many blind spots and so many troubles and so many sorrows. But I've taken my life and I've crucified it on a cross. My life no longer belongs to me, but to God. And I know that I know that he will meet every need, that he will change every part of me that needs to be changed, that if I depend on him, if if I uh, let him lead and guide and direct me, then I'll be on an adventure of a lifetime. I can't just honor him with my lips. I have to give him my very heart, my very life. And what so many of us have done is we've given God lip service. We haven't accepted the whole gospel. We've just prayed a prayer. We didn't let God come in and transform our lives. The gospel is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. 
to believe in Jesus to believe in Jesus part of God God himself coming from heaven to earth to believe it to accept it to let it transform us that's what we need we don't just need head knowledge about what happened we don't need to get the facts straight we don't need to get all the details about it what we need to do is get heart transformation and it only happens when we allow ourselves to be in the presence of God and what we're missing friends is the presence of God in our lives do you feel and know the presence of God in your life every single day If you don't, you have to get in a place where you talk to God and say, God, I want to be transformed. God, I want to be in your presence. God, I don't want the status quo. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to just obey laws and rules. The laws and the rules are an overflow of what God does in our hearts. We obey those things because we love God. But catch that, because we love God, the loving God comes first. It's this obsessive love with our creator. As we draw closer, that's what we want more than anything else, is to be in the presence of our creator. Nothing satisfies like it. I could follow a million rules and I wouldn't be satisfied. I could go to a million church services and still leave empty if I don't come close to Jesus. Jesus tells the disciples all kinds of things that radically change their lives. He, he starts off by saying, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Now that's radical. They never thought of it on, on their own. That's a supernatural thought. That's a supernatural order. But being in proximity to Jesus and listening to his voice and being quick to obey. How are you doing that in your life? How are you hearing the literal voice of Jesus in your life saying, go and do this and you go and do it? And then Jesus shows the disciples many things through stories, shows them many things through life examples. Is Jesus showing you things through life examples and are you changing because of his word into your life? God is speaking into your life. God is speaking with real words that you can hear in your mind, with real words that you could read in the Bible, with things that will transform your life. Are you listening to the gospel? Are you letting the gospel transform you or are you obeying rules? The things that defile us come from within. We have to be changed within ourselves. We have to be changed by the Holy Spirit. Following a list of rules will not ever solve a problem. The problem is that our hearts are are, are evil and wicked. The solution is that the Holy Spirit transforms us. His mercies are new every morning. His mercies change us and wash over us. The cleansing of our hearts, the cleansing of our sin has to happen every single day. To get on our face before God, that means to bow down somewhere in your house. Put your face on the ground. Lie before the Lord and say, God, forgive me for the things I've done wrong. God, I repent. God, I want to turn around and be different. God, change my heart to be different. Don't just change my outward actions, but change who I am. That I would take this heart of stone, replace it with a heart of flesh, so that, God, I can listen to you, that, God, I can soak in who you are and be transformed by the gospel. The gospel isn't words. The gospel is transformation of a life. A life set ablaze, a life set on fire, a life made alive by the spirit of the living God. Not the God of yesterday, the God of today, the God of right now that will come and meet with you right where you're at. 
and begin to change you from the inside out, not from the outside in, from the inside out. You may stop doing different activities or things that you once did because you've fallen in love with Jesus. Not because you've got a list of rules of things that you should follow, but because your love for Jesus transforms you. The voice of the Holy Spirit guides you into all truth. This parable, I hope it it hits home. This account of of what Jesus said to the Pharisees, I hope it hits home. I hope it hits like a a dagger right on a bullseye. I hope it hits. There's no way that we could be Christians by just going to church. There's no way that we could be Christians just by saying one simple prayer. The gospel transforms us. We are no longer the same people. If you're the same that you were a year ago, do you know Jesus? If you're the same that you were last month, do you know Jesus? Jesus has transformational power in your life. And today, if you haven't accepted Jesus yet, today's your day to allow this God who created you, who loves you enough to send himself to pay a penalty for your sin, who loves you enough to transform you and and bring you to a place where you're more like him, that God is asking, will you surrender your heart to him today? Will you allow him to begin to do work on your life? Will you allow him to transform? Will you allow him to take all your sins upon himself and to give you a new life, a spiritual life? Will you allow him to fix in you what's broken? This isn't just a simple little prayer that gets you a little membership card into church. This is a prayer that will change everything. This is a choice that will set you on a completely different path. If you become a Christian, you can't keep going the same way you were going before. You can't keep living the same way you were living before. You can't keep thinking like you were thinking before. And I know that right now there's people listening to me that are wondering, do I even know Jesus? Because I'm the same as I was last year. I'm the same as I was at the beginning of this whole process. I may be following more rules, but I don't know more of the Spirit. I don't know more of Jesus. I don't know more of God. He wants to show who he is to you. He wants to know to let you know him. He knows every single detail about who you are. Not just the outside details, but the intentions of your heart. Because he created you. He designed you and formed you. While you were still in your mother's womb, he created you. He knew every day of your life before it even came to be. See, we think that we were born from the intentions of our parents, but no, we were born because God himself breathed living life into us. It's God who designed us and created us. And he's drawing people unto himself and saying, come back to me and I will show you who I created you to be. I will fix the things in you that the world and sin has broken. I will give you new life and I will give it to you abundantly. You will have life like you never even imagined. It's beyond and above. What you could even conjure up in your own imagination because it's supernatural. That's the gospel. The gospel is this great exchange from the ho-hum life 
from the natural life, from the everyday life, from the life that everybody else is living, from the life uh, led by our own desires and whims and, and thought patterns. It's a life where you lay that down. The gospel says lay that down and exchange it for the glory of God. Exchange it for the glory of God coming alive in a human heart. Exchange that for something that you can't even come up with on your own. Exchange that for life. Because that ho-hum is death. Because following your own evil desires is death. But God came and he says, I'm going to give you life and give it to you abundantly. Will you lay down that garbage? Would you lay down that rule following? Would you lay down that hand washing ceremony and that kettle washing ceremony? Would you lay down the traditions and the thoughts of man? And would you cross over to living a life on fire for the living God? Would you cross over to living a life led by the spirit of God? Would you cross over to being a person filled with the spirit? of the living God set free from the captivity of sin set free from the chains that will bind you up that will bring you death and destruction set free to do mighty things that you could not do before set free to go on the course that was designed for you set free to set others free set free from the power of sin in your life Friends, it's not a list of rules. It's a transformation. The transformation leads us to following rules. But first, friend, it's a transformation of our heart. It's a transformation of our will. It's our laying down of ourselves to be a child of God's, to belong to Jesus. So if you've never done that, right now is your moment. If you've been a Christian forever, this is your moment. If you're just hearing about this for the first time, this is your moment. Because God is here. God is wherever you are. He's everywhere all at once. And he's drawing you to himself. So first I want to talk to those people who have never accepted God who have maybe followed rules but never had the transformation happen in their lives. Would you take a moment, would you find a place right now while you're listening to this, will you go find a private place to be alone? Go find a room somewhere to get on your knees before God. Will you pray with me? Find that place right now. If you've never accepted Jesus before, if you've never been transformed by the gospel before, right now is your moment. Let's pray. God, I pray for those listening who have never accepted you before. God, I pray that right now would be their moment. God, I pray that you would right now, by your Holy Spirit, that you would visit each person right where they're at. God, draw them to yourself. I pray for a transformation in their lives. I pray that they would never turn back to sin, that they would never turn back to evil. But God, you would radically transform their lives right now by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you're praying along with me right now for the first time, out loud, confess, God, I believe you're real. Right now, confess out loud, Holy Spirit, I want you to transform my life. Right now, out loud, ask Jesus. Say, Jesus, please take away my sins and in in return, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Jesus, take away my sins and in return, fill me with your Holy Spirit. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I know right now that there are people accepting Jesus for the very first time, allowing Jesus to come and to transform who they are, to bring them back to what God created them to be. Praise the Lord. Now, if you're listening and you've been a Christian a long time, but maybe it's been lip service for you, maybe you're like the people in Mark chapter 7, that your lips say the right things, that your actions do exactly right, but you know you've never been transformed by the gospel. Would you find a quiet place? Would you find a place right now to get alone to pray? Christian brother or sister, pray along with me. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would come and would transform my life like never before. God, I, I, I know that my brothers and sisters that are praying along with me, that they've served you with their lips, but their hearts haven't been transformed. And God, I'm asking that you would come like a mighty rushing wind, that you would come by your Spirit. And God, I ask that you would transform their lives, that they would know that they know that they have a visitation from God. God, I pray that you would draw them to yourself, that they would fall deeper in love with you. That, God, you would mend the wounds in their hearts. That, God, you would help them to see clearly who you are. And, God, I pray that when they get a glimpse of your glory, that they will never be the same. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you're praying with me uh, this prayer, then pray in your own words. Ask God to come and transform your life. And ask God to forgive you for serving him for so many years without knowing him. And invite him to to come and and ask him to speak to you. Get to know him on a personal level. That he could change who you are. Give him permission to change who you are. Thank you, Jesus. God, I know you're doing mighty things right now. God, I know you're working on hearts. God, I know you're setting people free. God, I thank you for the work that can be done only by your Holy Spirit. It's not by perfect teaching. It's not by perfect wording, but it's by your Spirit. It's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by your Spirit. So God, I thank you for the lives that you're transforming even now. God, I pray that you would watch over and protect these hearts as they've been given to you. God, I pray that you would uh, just loose your captives today, God, that you would loose those people that have been bound up for years with lip service. God, set them free to serve you. God, we thank you for those who are newly entering into this Christian journey. And God, I pray that they wouldn't live a day just following rules, but their day would be lived obeying what you say to do, being transformed by the gospel, being transformed by your spirit. Jesus, I thank you for the ways that you're moving in every single life. God, we will give you all the glory for it. We can't share in your glory, God. We can't take the credit for ourselves. But God, we turn it back around to you because, God, we want you high and lifted up because all this is through you. All this is from you. God, wash over your people and make us whole. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. If you prayed uh, for the first time or you prayed as a Christian believer wanting to be set free, please uh, email me or reach out to me. I'd love to encourage you further. I'd love to send you a Bible if you don't have one. I would be happy to do that absolutely free of charge. I'd be happy to send you a Bible. So uh, my email address is Jillian528 at yahoo.com. 
and I'd be happy to talk with you about anything uh, that was discussed tonight. And uh, just know that God loves you so deeply and so completely. And in Him, there is no lack. In Him, there is uh, no thing that is off. He's holy. He's perfect. And He's reaching out His hand to you today. Whatever stage, whatever part of life you're at, He's reaching His hand out to you today and He's saying, won't you come and be with me? Won't you come and walk alongside me? What a mighty God. What a, what a beautiful opportunity that's laid before us. The gospel is transformation. Praise the Lord.